0: Hey guys and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Fitness Podcast. So today's episode is another solo episode. So this is something that I got asked on a podcast recently about comparison. And I think we all get caught in this trap. And I think in fitness and weight loss and whatever journey it may be, we get caught in it. And there's a famous saying, comparison is a thief of joy. So I know that in business in the fitness industry this couldn't even be more true in in what we want to do and two of the most common behaviors i see from coaching clients on a daily basis is engaging in the comparison and the pursuit of perfectionism the two kind of go very much hand in hand and often work together to prevent people and women in particular from truly reaching their goals so women there's an awful lot more pressure on women than men To look a certain way from the media, from social media, from magazines, from whatever it may be. And there's also an awful lot more pressure put on by themselves because they're expected to be mothers. They're expected to be wives. They're expected to be spouses, cousins, daughters, granddaughters. And they're also expected to have a job and hold down a job inside of that. So there's an awful lot of pressure on people. But we have to realise that actual the pursuit of perfection is actually going to set you up for a fall. The, like the two of comparison, engaging comparison and the pursuit of perfectionism kind of goes hand in hand. And although hum, common human tendencies that we've probably all been guilty of one time or another, comparison, striving for perfection serve no purpose in moving you closer to the actual goals, they end up creating more negative than positive results in almost every case I've ever seen. And it's, it's hugely important to understand why that actually happens. So if you've ever uttered the words, that you, you ever felt that you wanted to kind of like hit that goal that you you couldn't hit or they'll never be quite lean or strong or fit or healthy enough or that there's always somebody better than you and you don't like your body or you want to free yourself out of the frustration of constant comparison so I'm going to give you an example there is a, a couple of my clients I've worked up previously and I'm not going to mention them my names because it wouldn't be fair but they potentially have lost like, say, £55 or they've lost £25 or whatever, maybe over the course of, say, six months to a year. And for a very, very short period, they were amazingly happy with the results. OK, while everyone else was kind of giving them glowing references and saying that they looked amazing and they saw them as kind of like looking fit and strong and healthy, the whole thing of the enthusiasm of getting to where they wanted to go kind of wore off because it hit their goal. And even though they were kind of like feeling stronger, looking leaner, and being happy externally, um, they 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 still were kind of looking at social media and picking picking apart what they had done. And when they were kind of when I kind of when we kind of had the conversation about it a little bit more, we were kind of like, well, fitness doesn't necessarily mean you have to have a six pack, it doesn't mean that you necessarily have to have big glutes or big quads or whatever it may be, big arms or whatever it may be. But it's instead of instead of actually looking for more, it's about appreciating your own progress. And the clients that I've spoken about there are clients from when I was, when I very, first started. And I've gotten better at coaching clients in relation to looking at what they're focusing on because we don't necessarily understand the true story of where someone's coming from. When we look up on social media posts, all we see really is a highlight reel. All we see is what their transformation is. We don't necessarily see the, the the work that they've had to do before in the years of coaching that i've kind of come across there are many client stories like i've told you there regardless of kind of where you are or where you want to be or in your health or fitness journey it's common to feel like you've never quite where you want to be everyone is going to be better than you and even if your best effort isn't just good enough and that and that's a and that's a huge thing and i, I like to call this kind of like the comparison the game and if you're stuck in it you know how soul, soul-sucking it feels you know how how uncomfortable it feels and but you don't have to keep playing that game the comparison game we're kind of going to talk about like where it comes from but like the big thing is the pursuit of the perfect body is self-defeating and it drains an awful lot out of our mental physical and financial resources So if you think about it, like you've got laser treatments, you've got diets, you've got tanning, you've got creams, you've got injections, you've got chronic exercise. And the lengths that people go to in the the hopes of achieving this ageous, smooth, hairless, thin, perky, tanned bodies are nothing short of exhausting. Exhausting on the finances, exhausting on the mental capacity, exhausting on the body. The thief of joy is always dangling. It's always that dangling carrot in front of you. And despite all of the efforts, we're often left feeling feeling like we've fallen short because the standard we try to set or we try to achieve, should I say, is way too out of our reach. And then guilt will come in because we haven't met our expectations and that's that vicious loop that comes in. The problem with comparing ourselves to perfection is that perfection is pretty much an illusion, a mirage of, a mirage kind of rising off the glossy pages of magazines. Much of what we compare ourselves to and much of who we compare ourselves to have been constructed in terms of hair, makeup, fashion, stylus, and then alter post production. Like the people who we're comparing ourselves to don't look like what they're what we're looking at. Photoshop, erasing any marks or blemishes, wrinkles, bumps, dim, imperfections. It's not an accurate representation of human form. Comparison comes at an amazingly great cost, robbing us of the joy and the victory we actually want to deserve. Well, it can be hard to break the habit. So it's human nature to compare ourselves to others. Back in the 1950s, um, famed psychologist Leon Festinger uh, coined the term social comparison theory. And the idea is in order to gauge our success in any given area of life, career success and yes, appearance, we look to one another for points of reference. But we don't just look at anyone. We compare ourselves to our relevant peer group. okay. So out of this, for example, if you're high school uh, or you're a school or you're in college, uh, you'll likely compare yourself to the top players out there. If you are amongst your friends, you're probably comparing yourself to what jobs they have, what car they have, that kind of thing. Now, it's no, it's probably actually no surprise that your friends, your neighbours, your colleagues come, in, come into this bucket, that you're always comparing yourself to what they're doing. But you can also be influenced by what by people you have no clear connection to the likes of a crossfit champion or somebody you've never met on instagram or an instagram influencer celebrities can become part of our group, peer group to the point we actually feel we know them because we're watching their stories or watching their stuff or listening to their podcasts or listen to their books or whatever it may be think about it how you actually might watch a Netflix series and become attached to the actual character. You buy in, you buy in, buy in, and get to think you know the person, and then you associate that person with reality. This works in a similar way. If you spend time watching or reading about certain people, it can feel like they're part of your peer group, even if you've never met them. Regardless of who we consider our peers, we tend to feel good about ourselves when we think we're in the the top third of the group. The big problem, the moment we believe we're better than two thirds of our peers, which we, we switch groups. And the cycle starts all over. So the, the moment we start thinking that we are better than the two thirds of our peers, we switch groups. This is what happens to a lot of people when they can't go, when they get they, they get to a certain point on their weight loss journey. This is what happens when they get to a certain point in their career. They, 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 they feel that they have to be in the top third all the time. So some people may have had enough, awful lot of weight to lose and then their goal suddenly changes after they've realized that I want more. They start out wanting to actually they didn't actually start wanting to have the six pack but once they saw themselves as being fit a fit of so called fit person or a fitness person they started identifying with a new group of people who were even leaner fitter and stronger than they actually were at the beginning and that they are now and surprised those folks all have visible abs if comparing ourselves to others is human nature how can we feel ever go- how can we ever feel good about our bodies so the the, the big things that we kind of we need to kind of try and employ kind of like five tactics or five strategies to kind of bring these in and and, but you have to try and find it so strategy one that kind of what we talk about is focusing on actions not outcomes so that's number one focus on actions not outcomes maybe you'd like to be a certain size maybe you want to get into a certain outfit maybe you want to bench or squat a certain amount or run a six minute mile or whatever it may be these kinds of benchmarks often seem meaningful Perhaps that because they offer an objective way to compare ourselves to others. Warning, that's a red flag alert straight away. Because they offer an objective way to compare ourselves to others. You don't have to wonder how you stack up. The numbers will tell you. For some people, these goals are achievable. For others, they can be very, very demoralising. After all, we can't truly control our bodies or how our bodies will respond to a nutrition or training con- Program, and one of the things that a lot of people with perfection struggle with is not being con- able to control everything. And we cannot control everything. If we could, we would be. We would be there. And by setting goals that require a certain outcome, anything that falls short can feel like a failure. So we have a our expectations. Then when the guilt comes in, especially when we see others succeed, we feel like a little. Bit, some people can feel a little bit remorseful and kind of a little bit, of, uh, like a little bit that they want to put that person down which is not a great trait to have and i've been there our solution rather than focusing on the end result concentrating on completing daily actions that will help you lose fat or get stronger or run faster and we call these habit-based goals so for example if you'd like to lose fat you might set such goals as eating decent amounts of protein at three meals or eating decent lean protein with every meal having five servings of veggies or uh, exercising for 30 minutes or three walks a week whatever it may be these actions can consistently be done, and are examples of, of what you can control. As goals, they shift your mindset away from comparison, and they provide more opportunities for you to celebrate your successful efforts and what you can control instead of thinking about everything that you've yet to accomplish. To be sure, focusing on actions over outcomes may require mental adjustment on your part, but with practice, it will feel a little bit, it will feel more natural over time. The other thing is, put things in perspective each day. It's very very easy to look at our bodies in the mirror and kind of look at it from a negative lens and look at it from that we what we don't like about our bodies: the cellulite on the back of our legs, how our belly looks because we don't hold it in, body parts we think are too skinny or flabby looking. No matter who we are or who you are, you could probably name at least a couple of these things that are you you paint your your pain points. And too often, these thoughts take up away way more of a headspace than they should. Rather than focusing on the negatives, we tend to focus a hell of a lot more on the the actual positives and what we do like about our body. And this is very hard for a lot of people about kind of actually being sound to themselves and being nice to themselves. But by, by reminding ourselves that what really matters in life, we can dilute these negative feelings and make them less powerful. The simple act of journaling has changed an awful lot of people it's not one of these more to-do lists but if you don't if you don't want to do it you won't do it if you start doing it and it's not for you that's okay and that's not what I'm trying to ram down someone's throat every day simply write three things you're grateful for one thing that you're excited about and one thing you're most proud of and you can do that from the in the morning or you can do that in the evening making this list can be a massive mental boost do it routinely and it will transform your mindset over time because you'll start to believe the truth the negative stuff that's kind of comes into your head is because it's been there more often it's about retraining the muscle in your brain it's like a muscle in the gym you have to retrain it to be to kind of begin it to tell the positive stuff about yourself and the added bonus is you can look back at the entries and see how far you've actually come number three is eliminate your comparison triggers so think of a behavior activity or place aimed at making you healthier are there any are there Any that cause you to feel less adequate. So potentially it's looking at social media and you have to remember that's a highlight reel. Is it someone, a blogger's website? Is it looking at a particular program like Love Island or something like that? Because we seem to spend an awful lot of time looking at other people's lives rather than focusing on our own. And if you think about that, that's a little bit scary that we tend to look at social media first thing in the morning. We tend to look at social media last thing at night before we go to bed. And rather than focusing on our own routine or focusing on our own habits, we're looking at someone else's life. And the last thing that we're putting into our brain, the first thing we're putting into our brain at those particular times in the morning is negative. We're picking up on why they they look better than me. They look better than me. They look better than me. So first thing in the morning, last thing at night, The, the last two things that you do Well, the first thing you do every single day is already put yourself down. Think about it that way. So potentially it's if you look at, say, when gyms are open, you're in a spin class and you're comparing yourself to the fittest person there. Maybe it's you're on too restrictive a diet and that you're feeling guilty and you're always cheating on your meal. If you are restrictive, you will fail. The weight loss challenge group that you kind of joined or you're kind of getting weighed in in certain slimming clubs and you're putting yourself down on that. So one of my other clients came to me and, for instance, her goals were to get fit and feel good and be comfortable in her own skin, which is a huge thing that we work on. It happened. She got leaner and stronger and quickly joined um, kind of a, a strength program um, and wanted to kind of go down the route of competing, as in competitive lifting. And she started comparing herself to what they were doing. that She felt that they, she wasn't doing enough a fraudulent mentality came in that she felt that she didn't deserve to be there that she wasn't a disciplined enough athlete that comparison trigger that i don't deserve to be here is, is there is there ask yourself is there a specific place personal practice that always makes you feel not good enough and if it's social media control your bloody feed get rid of it if you're looking at influencers if you're looking at other people look at their feeds and get rid of them if you can put your trigger for self comparison on hold, you can get the space you need to reassess your actual situation and what you actually really want to do. And then if you'd like to continue, you can return to that situation to situation with a clear head and realistic expectations. So we need to understand that like recognizing that everyone's path is completely different and yours is the one that matters. We don't know everyone's path. I still compare, sometimes compare my business and my body to other other entrepreneurs or my body to others and wonder how they got there. Um, but then when I look more into it and I read more books or listen to more podcasts or actually talk to them, and I've been very fortunate who's been on the podcast, I realise that they've been working on it for a very long time. We don't see what goes on in the background. We have no idea what someone's path has been by looking at their life from the outside, especially if we're making such assessments or judgments of what they're doing via social media. They may have been doing the internal work on anti-perfectionism or building self-esteem or self-acceptance for many, many years. As long as we're looking at others and comparing our lives to theirs, we're looking outward for answers and taking the focus off the work that needs to be done in the internal. We're looking for extrinsic goals rather than intrinsic goals. We need to look at the internal dialogue before we can actually be happy with the external. But comparison can be a huge distraction. From our own t- internal work, when you spend too much time focusing on what others are doing, you end up cheating on yourself. Think about it that way. When you end up focusing on what others are doing, you end up cheating on yourself. We think about it this way as well. Strategy five is seek meaningful connections. So it's important to kind of say to yourself, and this can be uncomfortable about meaningful connections. It's a little bit weird about what's happening at the minute. But surround yourself with people who are out there that are like minded. So we tame SWF. I know some of the other coaches have groups as well, and like minded people. Curate your feed for you. The reactions, the interactions, the messages knows that the people are are like the feeling and the thing that you're going through right now. Someone else over time, someone else right now is going through that, and they got through it. Every, whether people are sharing their stories follow up like-minded people who are on a weight loss journey if you want and actually reach out to them and say like how did you do this or is there anything that we would tweak or whatever and see and see if that may work for you but the one thing that is you have to genuinely have a conversation with yourself rather than beat yourself beat yourself with beat yourself silent with comparison have genuine conversations. Make it a daily goal to work on loving and accepting yourself. I remember kind of going in my 20s and my teens and stuff. I was kind of like this awkward gangly and then I put a hell of a lot of weight on and trying to conform my body into the ultra clean kind of footballer look. And I saw magazines that my friends had or whatever it may be. And the problem was that I was struggling to achieve this and I was always unhappy with how I looked. This comparison stole my happiness for a very, very long time. The truth is my body was my my body is mine. These are my genetics. And I've had to I've come to accept and who I am or who my body will never be, whatever it may be. But I also have control of what my body want my body to be in relation to the actions, the habits and stuff that I have in play. And that's absolutely fine. My advice is don't battle your genetics. Stop comparing yourself to others, embrace the body you have. Genetics is one thing, but blaming your genetics is a different thing. When we truly have self-acceptance and self-love, we no longer feel the need to compare or something we're we're not. We are fulfilled and have a great strong sense of self. Our pursuit to be like others ends. What's great about achieving this point is all that the mental energy. You're not drained. You're not emotionally fatigued. We're not consumed with perfectionism. We're not consumed with comparison. And we're able to fuel our goals. For many of us, self-acceptance is constant work in progress. So you're likely to have to work on this every day, unfortunately fitness isn't sexy and this is the, the, the stuff that people don't tell you and when people are kind of like coming to me and they want a quick fix, fix i'm like no that's not what we do we want to work on the internal dialogue and we want you to be in a better place when you finish up but it's so going to be worth it and some people aren't ready for that and that's completely understandable when you feel yourself comparing remember in that time that the, the thief of joy is at play you're moving away from a piece of self a place of self-acceptance and sealing the focus away from your own internal dialogue, and that's not going to get you any closer to your dreams or goals or whatever it may be. You need to set your goals that are realistic and attainable for you. When it comes to fitness goals, I've coached hundreds and hundreds of women who struggle to keep going with their fitness paths no longer how they planned at the very beginning. Their four days a week turn into two days a week due to deadlines, due to work, due to stress, or whatever it may be or they're getting fed up but the results are not happening asap it didn't take a short time for the weight to come off or to get the weight on it's not gonna it may not take a lot a short time for the weight to come off depending on the person's stance or where they are at and where their starting point everyone's going to be different often our standards can be like, like set way too high because we set goals based on the perfect standards that surround us we look at other people, our feed, our social Instagram feed or whatever it may be is curated towards the perfection. And when those standards can't be met, many people stop pursuing improvement altogether. Oh, I'm just going to, I normally give up after six weeks every time. So I'm just going to keep continuing to continue to do that. And you can see this all the time. When we set our goals ourselves, they need to be properly realistic and attainable for the body we have are you completely stressed have you got kids so say if someone comes to me and they're like in their 40s and they've got like two kids and a teenager or whatever it may be and they're like oh I want to lose 20kg I'm like when was the last time you were that weight and it's kind of like well in my teens I'm like but things have changed you've got a career now you've got you your, um a wife you've got a career and you've got kids to look after now so potentially moving away from the scales could be the better option for you it can't always be a better scales weight non-scale victories are hugely important while it, it is it's it's amazing to have goals but they have to be realistic they have to be attainable we can always look for like other people's kind of things for inspiration and that kind of thing but we we can't let comparison win life isn't perfect and we must roll with the punches and keep showing up for ourselves the quote by Victor Frankl he talks about the meaning of life is suffering and why is that because then we won't appreciate the good times your goals and dreams are so worth it and if you actually want to do something internally you will figure out how to do it will it take longer potentially but if you pay a close attention to close attention to what you actually want to do and why you want to do it you may figure out that it's actually about progress not perfection so guys, I hope that episode has helped. Um, I really, really do. I do think it's important for people to realise that it really is about p- like progress, not actual perfection. I do think it's important to realise that there are it's about creating your feed and controlling your feed, understanding to reach out to people in a like-minded situation, the importance of kind of not comparing and recognising your triggers. The importance of kind of putting things in perspective and actually looking after yourself and looking after your, your what you can do and showing up for you but if we keep aiming for perfection we're always gonna fail because it's never gonna meet up to our expectations and then when we don't meet up our expectations this guilt loop will happen and that guilt loop will continue that guilt loop will continue and continue eat at us because we can't control everything and that's where the perfection thing comes in we can't control everything but what we can control is our actions what we can't control is setting those small little habits and routines in place. Recognising that everyone's path in life is completely different. That you are unique. Embrace your uniqueness. Embrace the cellulite. Embrace the body that you have. Embrace the the, the arms, the legs, the quads, the hips, the stomach that you have. Our, our goal shouldn't be perfection for that perfect body. The people we're striving to be or looking to be aren't out there. They're not real. They have filters on. They have edits on. They're hiding their blemishes. They're not showing you the, the, the negative stuff. They're only showing you the highlight reel. So I really hope this episode on kind of comparison as the thief of joy has helped someone. As always, guys, if you've enjoyed the episode, i please do tag myself up on your story. And if there's any other topics that you want me to cover, I will continue to do mindset. This has kind of come in a lot more with clients in the last little while. They want me to do more mindset episodes and nutrition episodes. And I'll try and do a mix and match of the two. Um, so I'll continue to do those so if there's something that you want covered ask it on the Q&A and if I think feel that it's something up in the q and I'll get Coach's Corner to do it or else I will uh, do this uh, style for the solos um, hopefully the Coach's Corner will be back up and running in the next while uh, Dallas has had exams over the last while and we're kind of uh, that was the priority 100% the priority for Dallas which is understandable so i um, looking forward to the feedback on this guys I hope you found the, the episode really useful and uh, please do stay safe